0: Welcome to this special podcast series, Becoming a Great Farm Supervisor. In episode two, we're going to talk about why communication is so important. We'll be joined once again by extension educator, Nathan Holinski. who will share with us statistics about how often we communicate and how we can improve our daily communication to strengthen relationships with employees and set strong boundaries.
1: I'm Nathan Holinski. I'm with the University of Minnesota Extension. I am out of the St. Cloud Regional Office. Thanks for joining us here. And we are gonna start talking about communication. More in general, why does communication matter? We can see, again, this is a study by the United States Air Force, that 70% of the time that we're awake is spent in some form of communication. 10% of your time is, is writing things down, we're reading, reading news, reading on your phone, whatever it is, we're reading things 15% of the time. We're talking 30% of the time and then listening 45% of the time. So this communication in general is part of our lifestyle. We spend a lot of time both talking and listening to others, be it be the radio, be it be your coworkers, your employees, your bosses, whatever it is, Again, a lot of the time we're either talking or listening to someone else. So effective communication will impact most of your time and every aspect of your life here. And it's not only what you say, but how you say it. From the UCLA, 93% of communication is nonverbal. So that's a huge percentage. I mean, the vast majority, right? Over 90% of your form of communication comes from not just the word 7% comes from the actual words that you're saying 55% of your communication effectiveness is coming from body movements, body language, facial structure. Are you smiling when you say it? Are you frowning when you say it? And then the other 38% of that comes from your voice toning. So are you screaming at them? The the term of sarcasm, that comes a lot from the tone of voice. So how you're saying things, the, the pauses in your sentence structure. Again, the voice tone. How loud are you speaking? Are you screaming? Are you whispering? Things like that. But the point is, be cognizant of how you're speaking to others. Are you kind of condescending in your tone? And maybe you don't intend to be. But that's how you come across. So we just want to be cognizant of how others are interpreting how your communication is coming across. All right. So again, good communication is open and honest. Communication needs to be a two-way street. We want people comfortable in both starting part of the conversation and listening to you as well. Everyone involved must be willing to start the discussion. All parties must be included for the communication to be effective. Leave no one out of the conversation that's relevant to this conversation. Maybe it's only you and one employee that needs to hear this. If it's a new policy or something new happened on the farm, maybe your entire employee team should be in there. Have everybody welcome, have everybody feel comfortable answering, asking questions, updating your uh, policy or whatever this new structure is, but again, making people welcome or feel welcome in the conversation is an important way to gain trust and uh, effective that they will listen to you and actually comprehend. It. We're reiterating ourselves a little bit here, but good communication is going to improve relationships. You're going to receive more feedback and ideas. Maybe you have this one, one employee, they're a pretty good employee. They're just really quiet. But if you can get them to open up a little bit more, maybe that employee has a bunch of new ideas. Maybe they have some good feedback for how to improve one area of your farming operation. Or maybe they have feedback about another employee. If they're not comfortable talking to you in an open communication, you're not gonna get that feedback. But again, if they're comfortable talking with you, you may be able to learn some new things. You can identify some wants and needs. Maybe you did know that your one employee, you know, really wants to do more field work instead of only milk cows. They would like to expand into the other side of the farm. You had no idea that that was what they wanted. But with this open communication, we can fix that. Minimize these unmet expectations. Have the employees tell you what they expect from the farm. What do they expect through this career path that they're on? maybe they're a college student. They expect to milk cows for the next four years. Once they're done with college, they're going to move on. And this isn't a long-term career path. That's good for both sides to understand that. Maybe expect to become a herd manager in five years. You, as their boss, would probably like to know that. Then enhance this conflict resolution. So fight. Conflict is just going to be what are you disagreeing with on your employee? Maybe they did something wrong, and you're you know yelling at them about it and trying to get them. Hey, next time you need to do this through this open communication and strong communication, we can resolve some of those conflicts before they even arise because they better understand what is expected of them. you want to focus fully on the speaker. One in. To be an effective communicator, not staring at your watch, not looking at, you know, your phone, not looking at the the clock on the wall, showing that you're ready for this conversation to be done. Avoid interruptions, stay focused, showing interest in what's being said and, and acting like you're paying attention. Try to set judgment aside. You don't have to agree with the person speaking, but set aside your judgment withhold blame and criticism. You're trying to understand their viewpoint. Effective communicators treat others well. You're going to be building mutual trust, have respect for everyone's view, have respect for viewpoints, listen with sincerity and keep an open mind. Obviously people have different ideas and we have this ever politicized world and you have people not agreeing with one another and maybe they're having some politics discussion on the farm, you don't agree with them. Okay, keep an open mind. Maybe they're not trying to change your viewpoint, they're just strictly trying to show what their viewpoint is. Have respect for their viewpoint, act with integrity, do well for everyone.
0: Nathan, it looks like we had a question come in about how to effectively communicate when communicating with employees through text messages, Or emails and when we can't have face-to-face conversations.
1: So the questions come across text messages with employees, the nonverbal communication. That's part of our our next step here is different ways people like to receive communication. There's different communication styles and text messages. I, I text quite a bit, becoming very popular. So the point is How do we get through that communication and still be effective? Because a lot of these things that we just discussed aren't prevalent, right? You don't have the body language coming through that. And I think my best feedback here to this question is act sincere with your text messages. I'm a big proponent of not the the shorthand, but full sentences. And I think when they knew who the text message is coming from, They can read it with you in mind saying, oh, this is coming from the boss." They can visualize you saying this to them. So with your sincere communication, when you are in person helps build how they understand how to read a text message. Because if I text Amber one thing and some other individual on this call, being that I know Amber a whole lot better, she'll probably understand it differently than to a stranger. So knowing who it comes from and how they normally typically act through communication is, is a big, helpful starting point. And again, I think just with you know, the cell phones, the, the texts, this distant communication, it just goes along with that same point of acting sincerely through those messages. Hopefully that kind of helps. I know that's kind of a tough one, The other
0: thing I'll add to that, Nathan, is you can set those expectations beforehand. So you can communicate with your employees, even let's say it's a farm family business and you want to make sure that you are separating personal versus work. You can communicate that. So you can say, hey, I have a specific email that I've set up and this is where we're going to talk about work things. Or if you want to put boundaries, you can say for cell phones only during certain times, or this is when it's appropriate to text and then I'll text you versus this matter might determine or need a phone call. So sometimes setting those boundaries before you get started with that communication can help. We also have here two questions. Nathan, I'll let you hop in. I use emojis to soften communication. That's great. A lot of us that are younger like to use emojis as well. Uh, Big caution there. Just make sure that you know what those emojis mean. Some of them can have double meanings that may not be transparent when you first use them. But just just be careful on that front because younger generations use different emojis to mean different things. Uh, And what happens when family members do not respect those boundaries? Nathan, I'll have you help me tag in on this one. That's a little bit harder when family members choose not to respect the boundaries that we've set.
1: No, it is difficult when people don't respect the boundaries that you set up. And when it's a family, you know, family-run farms are very common. That throws another wrench in things because they're still your family at the end of the day. There's more of a connection there. You can't yell at your niece or nephew as you would a a random employee and fire them for chance. It's a lot more difficult to discipline some of these family members when, at the end of the day, you eat the same meal with them. I think the best way that when family members aren't respecting these boundaries is to make sure that you stay within those boundaries, set a good example, and keep reminding them, hey, if it's something important, give me a phone call. Or, you know, as Amber reiterated, we're gonna have a work email to discuss work things. If we wanna talk family gossip, we're not doing this on the clock or, or given that certain email chain or whatever the form of communication is. But you know, maybe they're bringing up some random you know family drama that's irrelevant to the workplace, saying, hey, let's talk about this later. Keep explaining what the boundaries are would be my best uh, strategy moving forward on how to resolve that. Hopefully we answered some of those questions.
0: Thank you, Nathan, for answering some of those more difficult questions. I think you did a wonderful job of explaining why communication is so important and how we can use communication to improve the quality of our farm and those relations with farm employees.